Welcome to the first ever bonus episode of the Board Game Community Show. This episode we are playing through the demo slash first quest of a tabletop RPG, Bunkers and Badasses, which is based on the Borderlands video game version of D&D. So if you've pre-ordered the Bunkers and Badasses or you don't want this first quest spoiled if you're planning on, get it, planning on getting it, then you may not want to listen to this. I don't know. Though, like most tabletop RPGs, much of what happens is not actually written in the game. We go off on little teeny weird things. Uh, <laughs> so, so what we do is not canon to the book. This episode is a lot more PG-13 than any of the standard episodes. A bit of violence and a very small amount of bad words. It is called Bunkers and Badasses, after all. Half of the characters are played by members of the board game community, so I will let them introduce their characters in the game. But I will say that Elena Sanchez is playing the Siren, Phil McNeil, who's in episode two of the board game community show, is playing the assassin, Mark Rollins is playing the soldier, and Matt Laraway is playing the gunzerker. Now, without any further delay, Bunkers and Badasses, the quest for the wizard's wand. So, you want to hear a story? Legend tells of a powerful weapon of arcane origin, lost long ago in the Age of Iridians. Rumors abound that this mystical armament has resurfaced somewhere in Pandora. A friendly tradesperson has chosen a group of vault hunters to retrieve it. But once found, will they return the gun for the reward, or choose to keep the wizard's wand for themselves? We were born up from the Jolts awake to the gravel-edged screech of an unfortunate spiderling, having met its sudden end beneath the wheel of the mystical chariot, ferrying you and your fellow vault hunters to Brimstone, little more than an outpost on the blistered backside of Pandora. Brimstone provides less than the bare minimum to adventurers like yourselves in search of fame, fortune, and a four-digit kill count. Your ride slows to a stop just outside Brimstone's meager gate. The driver, before exiting the fantasy equivalent of a bus, turns to you and says, The name's Marcus. If you're looking for work, come find me at Munitions Market. Everyone does sooner or later. The settlement of Brimstone is little more than a one-skag town, a way station for travelers to briefly delay their plummet into a yawning grave. The graves literally yawn. The corpses have had a habit of not staying dead, which is why the town has hired a full-time anti-necromancer, a.k.a. a guy with a large hammer. A short walk from the transit stop, a set of steps leads up to a rundown market of sorts. 
aside from a handful of rundown shacks surrounding it. The market takes up space that could be used for a landfill, or arguably already is. Detritus surrounding the village consists of magical staves and spellbooks that haven't functioned in a hundred moons, artifacts that once thrummed with arcane energies, but now thrum with angry rats. Brimstone is little more than a dump for things that once had great potential, but have since been broken down by the ravages of time and entropy. Anyway, that's where you are now. So as you exit the bus and start heading towards the stairs, you're greeted by a little robot on one wheel. Greetings, traveler. Welcome to Brimstone. I, the great, powerful, wonderful master wizard, sorcerer, supreme protector of the 42 realms, rock collector, sir knight, king of all that is good and neutral, roguishly good-looking, dwarf in stature, but giant in spirit, sensei to the gods, bandit slayer, hobby taxidermist, Thank you, the Wheeled Warlock, Claptrap. And who might you be? Well, my name is Cosmendo Latiga. I don't really know anything after that, but I'm delighted to find myself here in Brimstone um, for some reason. My name's Tarquin Britstone. Uh, I'm the deadliest assassin in the entire galaxy. If you need someone often, then I'm the guy to come to. Um, I'm Robin Eagle, uh, Guardian. Uh, I'm a, a veteran, and I'm just, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Did you get the wrong bus? I might have got on the wrong bus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have a look around the town. <laughs> and I, I uh, don't have a name yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can make one up real quick if you want, or you could just be the nameless. Uh, sure, yeah, I like that. <laughs> like hi i'm scott uh okay yeah let's go let's go scott long live scott i think that here cosmender named you realizing that you didn't know your name so you just went with it in canon like that's the canon <laughs> <laughs> you've been named by a stranger on a bus <laughs> just got off a bus maybe i seem nice i seem like somebody who can name people you never know that's his surname scott off the bus <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Scott off the bus, what do you do? Uh, I am a gunzerker. I don't really know what that means. It means that you do wield guns! Now that introductions are over, let me take a moment of your time to show you around the place. The enchanted automaton pivots on his wheel, gazing at the sliver of civilization behind him. Well, that's pretty much it. In case you need to get a hold of me for any reason at all, use one of these. Claptrap pulls a wand attached to his side and waves it in a circle. Then when nothing happens, he reaches into his body and pulls out a handful of flat rectangular stones etched with magical symbols. As soon as the vault hunters touch them, they emit a quiet hum, but only inside their minds. The hum fades quickly, but now Claptrap speaks directly into their heads. Thanks to the mystic arts of echomancy, these echo stones allow two-way communication over vast distances. Plus, you'll automatically hear episodes of my Echocast whenever it updates. There's no known spell or incantation to unsubscribe. Now follow me. I'm going yeah, to head that way. Yes. Before I go, I want to look at some of the piles that are standing around, if there's anything nearby, because we are in a dump, and you can find some treasures in a dump. So I want to see if there's anything interesting. While she's doing that, I'm going to look at her and chant, Bin Diver, Bin Diver. 
hey, scraps are only scraps until you put them together and make something. <laughs> so. So roll search. I have a plus three. It gives me a 12. You find tattered books of old spell books, but they're, uh, they've been eaten by rats. So you, you don't find much. Okay. You do find a good pile of rat feces. Oh, delicious. Okay. Um, all right. So are you still thinking that that's useful scrap that you can make something out of this big pile of rat crap? Is that, I mean, what y'all hungry? (laughs) Anyway, I guess not. I guess we can just go wherever Claptrap wants us to go. But I'm going to kind of like eye the pile, kind of like I still feel like I missed something. But we can leave it for now. So you follow Claptrap to a set of stairs, which lead up to Brimstone. If you need a job, check out the munitions market. I'd take you up myself, but I'm much too busy studying wizardry, so I can't. Me being unable to conduct you there is entirely about my magical schedule, and not that there are a small number of stairs here. I can absolutely go up and down stairs when I choose, but my previously stated obligations preclude me from doing so at this time. So off you go. See you around. It's okay, buddy. I can go up and downstairs, okay? No, no I know. I, I know I know you can. Know. <laughs> 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 to be fair, they're my mortal enemy, too. All right, so you reach the top of the stairs. I mean, there's only like 10 of them, so it's not that big of a climb. Oh, I should have made you roll a traverse check to ma- see if you're winded or not. I'm just <laughs> All right, so you go up the stairs, and it's morning, so the town lights are all off. Most of the town is to the left. Like, you can kind of see a town square uh, with a fountain in it. Uh, Directly in front of you is kind of an old rundown building. And then to your right is the only building that's lit up and safe to assume. It looks like a market-type place. So there's one building with some lights on it uh, that looks... To be open. Well, we you guys head towards there, I suppose. And, uh, yeah. See what's going on. I've been traveling for a long time. I want food. <laughs> can I, as we're as we're walking past, can I do any more like observing, just sort of looking into the shadows, just in case there's something moving? Because you're saying everything looks like it's not really active, but looks could be deceiving. Yeah, go ahead. With my search bonus, I have a fifteen. Well, as you're walking to the munitions market, to your left, there's a set of stairs that lead up to a guard post that you can kind of see. Well, it's just a small shack, but you see two guys in kind of shoddy armor kind of hitting each other. (laughs) They don't seem to be like, they're not watching you or being super observant or anything. That's the only other people that you can see around. Any chance I could sneak past them? Like, are they distracted enough that... You're, they're pretty far away from you. So like it's the munitions market is probably like 15 squares mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're way further left uh, up north and up some stairs. So like, oh, and they're okay. more looking out of town. Okay. So it's a guard's post. So they're, they're more up like on the guard's post then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So um, you're, but I'm just saying that's the only other life that you see. And some rats. Some random rats. Because right. I was thinking it'd be fun about. to go up onto the guard post and kind of like get an, a bird's eye view of what's going on down there. But we can go to the lit up building first. Yeah, whatever you guys want. Yeah, I'm just I'm just strolling through town, oblivious. I'm heading straight for the munitions market. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's just go there. Yeah. 
I'll stop distracting everybody. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you enter and the merchant smiles as you enter. A large, lovingly carved wooden sign behind him reads, Do not kill me or you will be cursed forever. In addition to running the market and driving the cart, I'm a matchmaker. I broker deals between vault hunters like yourselves and certain clients who want results. Pandora is full of stories. Maybe one of them brought you here. Sometimes they turn out to be true. Have you ever heard of the wizard's wand? Ah, who cares? The manufacturing guilds would pay a pretty fantasy equivalent of a penny to get their hands on such a legendary weapon. In fact, I have it on good authority that five of the manufacturers sent representatives to Brimstone, specifically to seek out vault hunters like yourself. Unfortunately, I have it on even better authority that they were all murdered. If you can find their corpses, though, perhaps they still have the offer letters on them. Find the offer letters and you'll be able to decide who's got the juiciest rewards. Or if you don't want to mess with the guilds at all, you could always just sell it to me. I'll give you a thousand gold minus my finder's fee. Okay. Where were these um, murdered people? Where were they last seen? They're about town. Their corpse, we don't really have a body cleaner, so you could find them laying about. Uh, I know one of them is just sitting at the fountain, and I bet Moxie, when her shot, when her saloon opens up, she'll know something. And I bet that other uh, less reputable people would have uh, gone through the bodies and and uh, stolen said letters. You hear a noise from the back room. Behind him, there's a door, and you hear some noise. <laughs> and Marcus goes, hey, uh, that's not. there's not supposed to be noise back there. Why don't you go and uh, check it out? That's a first good first quest for vault hunters like yourself, new to town. It's probably just some dire rats or something. I tell you what, mate, if we do this for you, you knock off your finder's fee, yeah? Oh, roll a, roll the talk check. Okay, I have got a 12. You know what? That sounds fair. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a trap. They don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm getting my... See, I have got a legendary blade, would you believe, with an ancient mysterious origin. So I'm going to whack that out and I'm going to head towards the door. Sweet, you're on the ready. It's been a while since I've killed anything, you see. Marcus opens the back door and guides you guys in. As you enter, you see three bandits who've broken in to steal some of Marcus's weapons. They're all wielding guns, but they don't have magazines in them. They're unloaded, so they're useless. Useless guns. You hear them talking amongst each other. Oh, there's got to be stuff of value here. Marcus refused to give us our refunds. Well, we just want our money. If we steal this stuff, we'll be able to sell it and, and get our money back. That Marcus cheapskate. So they haven't even noticed you guys walking in. So you guys get a full round of combat before anything happens. I have an ability called Phase Lock. It says, uh, Siren locks an enemy in a sphere of energy, preventing the enemy from taking actions for two turns. If an enemy cannot be phase-locked, they uh, instead take 3d6 cryo damage. Yeah, Cosmender's got a real good opening move right there. 
So about three squares in front of you, there is a bandit that is in front of a crate of weapons. And then to kind of dead center, there's a crate uh, of weapons that's probably about five squares in front of you. And there's some, there's a bandit on each side. So one is in cover behind the crate. He's just standing there though. He doesn't see you, but he's just kind of trying to go through the crate or open the crate at this point. And the other one is wide open in front of you. So, uh, and then in the back, there's more munition. There's a bunch of more uh, weapon crates as well. Are you guys okay if tactically I phase lock the one who is um, not blocked by anything? Yeah, go for mm. it. Because he's got the most direct yeah. shot toward us. So the one who's not um, obscured by the, the lid of the crate or whatever, I'm going to phase lock him. So you pop up the center bandit and he's encased in this purplish, bluish orb of energy and... He goes, wow, what the heck? And the other two kind of look around, like, look at him in shock. Um, You still can take any other actions. Uh, You can do the attacking. You don't have any potions. You don't have any other guns. Reloading is pointless at this point. You could hold an action. Something else. So if you wanted to take extra movements or extra attacks, like if you wanted to shoot twice or shoot and then do a melee attack, uh, you can do that one extra time but it gives me the bm a mayhem point and then later i can use mayhem points to trigger certain things like there's a list of enemy actions that can be taken if i spend a mayhem point or it's essentially just a way for me to make things a little harder for you if things get too easy you guys want me to go ahead and take a shot at somebody or do we want to talk like do we want to try diplomacy <laughs> um, it's a bit late for that now. Yeah, we sort of haven't done that. Or, ganked yeah. him up off the we'll floor. Just, uh, just, <laughs> I think we should just go straight into it. Well, I popped him in the air, but he'll be fine. He's just going to take a little nap, but he'll be fine. It's just sort of like a... That 3D6 of choir damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so I guess if we're attacking, then I can just shoot at somebody then. Go for it. Okay. Uh, who? Which one were you shooting? The, not the one who's in front of the case, but the the other one, basically. So I have the one that's in the air, and then the, the other one is the one I'm shooting at. Okay, that's kind of behind cover. Oh, were there only two? Well, there's three of them. So there's the one that's in the air, the one that's on the other side of the crates, and then the one that's closest to you. The, the closer one, then. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so you deal 11 points of damage... And he's a little bit hurt. He's he's hurting. <laughs> oh no! Behind us! Behind us! Yeah, some people can't take a little tickle. <laughs> well, I I I'll shoot someone. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, down for some of that well, now the shooting started. I will join in. <laughs> like, right. Perfect. So I've got my crappy pistol. Um, so it's D twenty two. Which one should I go for? I'll go for the other one, the the one behind the box. The one behind the box. Okay. So, so you roll a D twenty. D twenty. Uh three. So now you get one oh no, you get to roll two blue die or two D four. Two D four triangle. 
So that's four total. Okay. Well, it all just went off at once. So I was just like, yeah, and just, you know, didn't really. <laughs> it just all happened, didn't it? So I didn't get a chance. <laughs> it was great. So your gun actually has splash damage too. So you shoot the guy closest to you. It it hurts him a little bit. He's like, oh gosh. Uh, and because it's a little bit explosive, it does one damage to the guy who's popped up, who's phase locked as well. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Screw that guy. Okay. So hang on. We've got the dude in the air. We've got the closest dude who's wounded. And we've got the dude behind the box. Yep. Are we like proper, like just trying to just kill them all? Or are we just sort of injuring them and then going to interrogate them? <laughs> I'd be okay with injuring them. <laughs> I was going to go for let's just kill them because okay. then um, Marcus will ditch his finder's fee and that works out sure. well for all of us, right? Okay. Plus, I'm an assassin. I don't care about killing people. I just kill them. It's true. <laughs> what is human life? <laughs> May I, because I've got this sword, and I think we're in an enclosed room, so that's probably not the best sniper rifle firing territory, I would like to jump up onto the box that the guy is behind, and I would like to twat him in the face. So roll a traverse check, since you're going to be um, jumping on a box. Oh no, I've got a minus one for that. Um, a one. I got a one. <laughs> As you run to jump onto this crate that's at well, waist high, <laughs> you don't quite make it. Your foot lands half on it. You slip, fall face first onto the crate and take <laughs> Go. one damage. <laughs> Gutted. Did you say how long you've been an assassin for? (laughs) (laughs) My first day on the job. (laughs) Um, Cool. Can I, I mean, is that my go over now? Have I disgraced myself in front of... (laughs) You could spend an extra action to get up, but that'll give me a mayhem point. Nah, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lie on the floor holding my ankle a bit and... uh, be fighting fit for next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you're laying in a good position. All right. Like you, you've yeah. got the guy to your left, two guys to your right. Totally ready. With any luck, the bandit didn't see me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, what was that? <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. The guy that's popped up next to you just kind of looks like, <laughs> like he laughs a little bit. He gives a little chuckle. Like what? <laughs> Well, one of my traits is parkour, so I'm going to uh, jump over the box. <laughs> that <And> feels like... <laughs> Are you going to yeah. yell parkour when you do it, too? Please, please, please do. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> I'm going to try to get to the guy that's behind the box. Okay. Roll a traverse check. You get okay. plus one. Me, 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 me. So I get plus five on vaulting traverse checks. Oh, you do. You're right. Because of your ability. Yeah. Your traits. Oh, dang it. Did you roll a one? I did roll a one. <laughs> Welcome to the floor, Scott off the bus. <laughs> so Scott off the bus <laughs> runs towards the crate, jumps it, doesn't quite realize that Phil is also there, and he lands 
directly on Tarquin, <laughs> dealing one damage to Tarquin. Oh, what? <laughs> this box is the our biggest enemy, it seems like. But you're at least sitting up, so you're on top of him. <laughs> but we only just met. <laughs> it's like the worst attack ever. This is the worst sort of... Marcus said this was the good warm-up quest. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, these guys don't have a chance at the wand. <laughs> you could spend an extra action to get off of Tarquin if you wanted. Okay, yeah. Would that give you uh, what you were saying yes. before? It'll give me a mayhem point. What do you do with that? Like, why should we avoid giving you mayhem points? They're just ways of making things easier or making things harder for you. Oh, uh, okay. Doesn't mean I will spend them. It's more like if things seem to be going a little too well for you, then I would throw something in. Like I could throw in another enemy or throw in a more powerful attack or something. Okay. Is is everybody okay if I do that then? Is everybody okay with the <laughs> yeah. main yeah. point? If you get off of Tarquin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll do that then. Are you gonna get off of the box? Like Tarquin is laying face down on a box of munitions. Your butt is essentially on his butt. You're stacked on top of him. So how do you get off the box? I'm gonna somersault off the box. Okay. Do another traverse check. <laughs> Alright. Does this count as a vaulting traverse check too? Or Sure, you're tra- you're vaulting <laughs> from his body. That's a nine plus five. Fourteen. Okay. Fourteen. You know, it looks cool. It looks cool, you somersaulting from Tarquin's butt onto the floor right next <laughs> to the bandit that was behind the crate. So you ended up pretty close to where you wanted. I'm going to roll my eyes. All right, I'll attack the guy that's behind the box. Okay, so you have the crappy shotgun. Yes. So roll a d20. Alright, 12. Oh, and you're right next to him. You're gonna roll 2d8. Okay, 5 and 3. So 8, and then you get plus 2 damage because you're standing right next to him. 10 damage. You blast this bandit right in the chest. It knocks him down onto the ground towards the back, closer to the back of the uh, room. That's what it's called. It's called a room. <laughs> now we'll roll for initiative. That's pretty good for our first round. I'm particularly proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we didn't bring any bullets. This Just use the knives we brought. Use the knives. We have no bullets. Bless them. So right, everyone rolls a d20. And then you get to plus your speed and your badass rank, which everybody's badass rank is just one right now. Uh, I got 15. Yeah, I got 11. Uh, 8. Got a net 20. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> okay, well, Matt, you're going to go first. Oh, okay. I'm just going to keep shooting the guy that I already started shooting then. Is he still the closest one, or did he... He got knocked back probably one space away from you. So he's like two spaces away from you now, barely. Uh, and then there's the guy 
to your right on the other side of the box, he's still popped up in the air and he's about two spaces away too. He should take some damage because the last round ended. Oh, that's very true. That's a good point. So two, three D4, right? D6, I thought. Yeah, three D6. 14. He's looking pretty hurt. (laughs) floating up there in the in the air oh gosh first i'm humiliated and now this sounds like something i would say (laughs) okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna shoot at the same guy i was shooting at before so he's still on the ground and he's he's two squares in front of you so you do have that 12 oh it is your favorite weapon so you're actually gonna roll a i think that puts you up to 16 so you're going to roll 1d8 and 1d12. Got a 4 on the d8 and a 5 on the d12. Plus 2, 11. Okay. He's sitting there on the ground and you shoot him again in the chest and his chest cavity just opens. It's real gruesome with that shotgun. He just sprays onto the ground. Nice. nice. You monster. <laughs> It's not a great day for him. Is, is he dead or is he still sort of just like? Ugh. <laughs> no, he definitely he did. His last words are. Blah, blah. <laughs> His last words are. Damn you, got off the bus. Well, I'm not sure you really need your chest cavity, do you? <laughs> yeah, chest cavities are optional. Yeah, especially in a fantasy a world. Yeah. He's not going to say anything about like his lasagna recipe or. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's lost. No. Yeah. <sighs> Probably mentioned his, his little bandit wife and his little bandit children. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you're going to do, Matt? Is that uh, all? Yeah. You're just going to kill one guy? That's it? Yep. Okay. That's, that's all I'm going to do. Then Tarquin, laying on the, laying across the box. Right. Well, naturally, I'm feeling pretty embarrassed, so I need to. I need a quick show of manly prowess. So I'm going to get to my feet, and I'm going to zoom in on the most obvious, most pathetic target I can, which is the guy <laughs> in the orb. And I'm just going to swing my sword at him. Will my sword go through the energy? Will it go through the energy ball? All right. Yeah. In that case, yeah. I'm going to pick the easiest target and I'm going to try and cleave him in two. <laughs> Roll a d20 first. Oh my god, a three. <laughs> okay, well that's not bad. You get to do normal damage. <laughs> okay, jolly good. As long as you don't get a one, you get to do damage. <laughs> and think of it this way, you're getting all the low rolls out really early. And yeah. All the high rolls you're <laughs> saving for later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be above 15 from here on out. Okay, so I do normal damage. So what's that, a d6? Yep, so 1d6 and then plus 4 to it. Uh, okay, 7 total then. So you rip through this guy smoothly with your mystical sword, your legendary blade. Yep. Now he's just floating two halves up there. And and is he dead or is he like? Uh, he's 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 bleeding out real quick and he's just crying. He's like, I just wanted a refund. Nice. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna look around at the the other three guys and be like, you know, look, I'm not completely useless. I have contributed now. <laughs> I think that's your move and your attack. Yeah, yeah. I'm just still. I'll be standing on that box, just like, hey. 
<laughs> hey, I just chopped this dude in half. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. I'm from Fantasy Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me, Dumb. Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> All right, Robin's turn. I've got one more guy, everyone. Yeah, there's one more. He's wounded. One more guy. So who is wounded? So I'm looking around like, wow, this got very bloody very quickly. (laughs) Uh, So I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the other guy with my pistol. This is the guy you shot before. Same guy. Yeah. So I'm like, finish this off. So so I'm I'm doing my accuracy roll first, aren't I? Yes. So D twenty first. Oh, add one, don't I? So six in total. That's a four. You hit him. It it hurts a little bit. You know, he's he's doing better than the other two. That's for sure. Uh, well, I was going to say there's nothing else I can do, really, is there? Right no. Now. You could move so. or you could do an extra action, but that mm. would give me a... Or an extra attack, but that would give me a... No, I'll just, I'll just leave it. I'll just... I mean, I guess I'm just going to try to finish off that last guy, because the guy in the orb still has one round left, and next D, uh, the next 3d6 damage is probably going to finish him off i mean i'm so. guessing he'll bleed out before the before freezing even happens yeah <laughs> i feel bad i feel bad but i guess if we're just gonna murder everybody we just gotta clean clean it up at this point so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'll just aim for that last guy all right okay so what do i add to do i have like a ranged attack bonus Plus two because it's a favored weapon. Okay. Where is that written? No, it's... Well, you have your favored gun. It's one of those just like background rules. And I might be completely wrong on it. But that's good news because that means I got a 16, which means I can do the max damage. Oh, nice. (laughs) They rolled a 14. 5d4 minus two. Uh, 14 in total. So he falls back against the crate behind him and slouches down he's still alive just barely hanging on bleeding out pretty good and uh he starts crying a little bit he says i'm so screwed i'm so screwed tell my stepson he was a disappointment okay okay what was his name i'll I'll tell him craig (laughs) okay i'll I'll let craig know that you hated him in your final moments (laughs) he bleeds out now he he Passes out, at least. His eyes close. Who knows? Is he dead? Yes. Yes, definitely dead. That's a lot of blood loss. From the back of the store, behind the crates, you see two heads pop up and go, Greg? Jane? Tom? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We just wanted refunds. And they're pretty ticked off. So they're going to shoot. Oh, no. They're going to throw some knives at you. Two hidden guys. Who knew? Surprise goon. One's targeting Tarquin, one's targeting Scott off the bus. Scott off the bus. (laughs) I feel like I have to say his first and last name. Yeah, I think so. You could also just call me Mr. Off the Bus. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Off the Bus. The first one is targeting Tarquin, and he deals eight damage. Oh, So when you take damage, we didn't go over this. First, you take your shield damage. Uh, So like you have health and shields. Okay. 
So I think you're minus 10. So you're sitting at five shields now. So they still haven't even gotten to your health. You're doing pretty good. Okay, so I'm on 16 health and five shields. Oh, I feel a lot less embarrassed now. Right? <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> and your shields will regenerate. All right. A Scott off the bus takes uh, seven damage. Okay. They've, they're just sitting halfway behind the boxes, throwing knives at you. Twink! Twink! That's the sound knives make when they get thrown. Marcus pops his head into the door and says, Oh my gosh, you guys haven't finished these guys yet? Well, why don't you just get this over with and do something badass? So you can choose once per encounter to do a badass move in which you just describe something over the top, ridiculous, just go crazy. And then everybody else can add to it as well. So it's going to be one giant badass move among the four of you, if you want, whoever wants to participate. Uh, and if you do participate, whoever's initiating it, which in this case, it would be Matt because he's first, he will get four badass tokens and everybody else who participates will get two badass tokens. And those tokens can be spent to plus one to any dice rolls. Like could be your damage, could be your accuracy, could be a talk or a search check. It'll just help you out later. When you roll for a badass move two, a one, two, or three is a critical fail. And a 18, 19, 20 is a critical success. But everybody who participates will roll and we add in there. So I'm going to like do a flip over the boxes. And as I'm right in the middle of the flip, I'm going to shoot the guy that's right underneath me. Ooh, that is bad. Flip over the top of him. Tarquin, do you want to participate? Uh, yeah. So at the crucial moment, I'm going to throw my sword so that Scott's bullet gets cut in two and pings one into each <laughs> hidden bandit. <laughs> badass, badass, yes. And then I'm going to do this. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Robin, well, uh, that is that's quite an impressive move. How can I add on to that? <laughs> um, um, what can I do? Why don't you do a distracting dance so the bandits aren't expecting Tarquin and Scott? <laughs> and then... <laughs> sure. Okay, I will. I will dance. Toward, I will move towards them in a dancey way. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cool. Yes. <laughs> Cosbender. I'm going to charge at them. And as I'm charging, I'm going to slip into a, or switch into a slide. And as I, I'm going to try to like slide past them and whip my blade behind me and try to take out their ankles as I'm going past. Okay, so now everybody rolls a d20, and we need a 24 to succeed. A 24 in total? In total, yeah, all four combined. Okay. Okay, I got two. Oh. It's all right, I got 18. I got 13. Oh, good. What'd you get, Matt? 17. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just... It was a rubbish dance, but everything else went. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. 
three badasses and then some <laughs> The dance made them more uncomfortable than <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like say it. that <laughs> that Robin actually kicks it off by trying to do like a little swaying and moving towards them and snapping the fingers and they kind of look at each other like what is going on and then uh scott off the bus does this insane somersault over the box and right above the right in between the bandits and shoots his gun down as tarquin throws his sword and splits several of the shotgun shells in two splitting them off into the other bandit Cosmender comes, runs, slides real cool like, slicing at the ankles of the bandit closest. He falls down and some of the shots scatter throughout his body. Now you guys get a roll for damage. Do they get mental damage from uh, from Robin's stats? <laughs> yeah. Nightmares. Oh, yeah. They're scarred. <laughs> it, let's just say if they live, they're not going to live well. <laughs> They'll never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> so Tarquin, Scott off the bus, and Cosmender are rolling. Cosmender will roll her melee damage. I, I rolled a four plus my uh, modifier is one, so it's five times two, ten damage. Ten damage. Perfect. And he's down on the ground as bullets spray into him, which I'm going to have, let's say, Phil, roll a one, roll one D8 and one D12 because you're splitting off of his bullet a total of 11 nice the one that is now falling to the ground takes 11 more damage he chokes and is just oh my gosh oh tell my wife and kids that they're great the opposite of the guy that wanted (laughs) you to tell Craig that he's a disappointment Craig knows what he did it's fine yeah (laughs) scott off the bus go ahead and roll your d8 and d12 uh so five for my d8 and an eight for my d12 so 13 plus two as well because it's a 15 damage so this other guy raining down from above him into his shoulders into his skull he's pretty messed up he's he collapses on the ground (laughs) oh my goodness that was good so now everyone add to the right of their badass rank you can write in two badass tokens except for scott off the bus gets four because he's the initiator the guy laying on the ground i know it's not his turn technically but he's crying he goes i didn't want to have to do this And he reaches into his bloody jacket pocket and pulls out a switch and clicks it. Red lights start emitting from everybody's body. The the two body halves that are in the air, the orb goes away. The two pieces of Greg fall onto the ground as they're flashing red. And uh, boom, you guys are dead.
I'd like to thank Letter Games and Nerdvana Games for making Bunkers and Badasses a reality, and sincerely apologize for all the rules that I straight up slaughtered. This is a demo, and they're working hard on getting the full game out. I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm really looking forward to it. Cosmender is played by Elena Sanchez. She's on Twitter at Elena C. Sanchez. That's Elena with an E, so E-L-E-N-A. She's a board game designer, so right now she's working on a board game called Party Planner, in which you plan a party. It sounds really cool. Uh, you can actually hear her talk about that in the first episode of Mike Tanner's podcast, That's Barely a Game. It's a really good podcast. I recommend going and checking it out. He's also He was also a guest of mine earlier, so... Tarquin Britstone is played by Phil McNeil, the organized half of the podcast, Organized Fun. Organized with an S because they're from across the pond. They're at FunOrganized on Twitter. Robin Eagle is played by Mark Rollins, the villainous board game hater half of Organized Fun. He also has a podcast watching through all of Doctor Who, like starting at the very, very beginning, First Doctor and he watches it with somebody who hasn't seen those early episodes. It's called To Watch Who, like the number two spelled out. And you can find them under the same name on Twitter, at To Watch Who. Scott Off the Bus is played by one of my best friends. He's not a member of the board game community. I am slowly trying to indoctrinate him into it. Matt Laraway. He doesn't have anything to plug, but he is awesome. The intro and outro music is Suffer by Kyle Mackert. He's an awesome musician, awesome person. You can follow him on Twitter and find more of his awesome music on YouTube and SoundCloud at DSythePilot. Like the letter D, Scythe Pilot. And he's on Twitch as well under Mecha Mac like M-E-C-H-A-M-A-C. The Bunker Master, aka The BM, is me, Riley Stock, host of the Board Game Community Show and co-host of Nerding Out. You can follow me on Twitter, at NerdOutWithUs. I'm planning on starting an actual play podcast when the full game is released. I'd really appreciate any feedback on this. I have very limited tabletop RPG experience, less experience running a game, and even less editing an actual play podcast. So feel free to DM me with editing suggestions, tips, tricks, etc. I really am just trying to figure out what I'm doing as I go and, and listening to other podcasts that are actual play and seeing what they do. But it's a, it's a very big trial and error thing. These bonus episodes will come out every Wednesday until the story concludes. As of right now, this is looking like a three to five long story arc. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review and or share it with your friends. Hated it? Well, share it with your enemies. Until next time, keep nerding out.